1: Foundations. You mentioned before that Jesus actually gave Pilate the answer to his question before he'd even asked it. Jesus said that he came into the world to testify of the truth and that everyone who is of the truth hears his voice.
0: Foundations, understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In our last program, we began looking at the issue of truth. Can we know it? Who has it? And where can we find it? Is it hard and immutable? Or is it flexible and transient? We finished last time with a conversation between Jesus and Pontius Pilate, which left Pilate scratching his head, asking what truth even was.
1: As I said last time, it's almost like poor poor Pilate shaking his head and his shoulders have sagged and he's kind of saying, yeah, well, whatever, what is truth? And then he just walks away. Mm. Kind of feel sad for Pilate. It was like he was carrying the weight of the world and he didn't know what was true anymore. That's right, exactly. Except for the fact that he knew that Jesus was innocent. He did know that. Mm. But, you know, we talked also last time about the fact that there are some truths that are absolutely rock solid. They're immutable. Water is wet. Fire is hot. They're immutable scientific facts, measurable and observable over and over and over again. Mm. However... As we've also said, truth is uh, pretty much under attack today because the secular world rejects Christ uh, because they claim to believe in science. However, at the most convenient times for them, they will then reject science uh, because they don't want it to undermine their social, emotional worldviews and preferences. Mm. So when they claim science disproves the case for the existence of God, they'll stand on that bedrock of science and they'll claim it till they run out of (laughs) breath. But then, when science proves that men and men and women are women, they will scream that gender is a social construct foisted on babies at birth and that gender is really just a personal uh, preference and we should be able to choose it as we grow up. Again, 15, 20 years ago, we would have said, mm. nah, yeah. that will never become a normalised attitude and yet, here we are.
0: And so I guess it's really hard in this day and age to know then, legitimately, what is true. What's not legitimately true. When the goalposts just seem to keep on moving, and I guess we ask the question, who is entitled to move the goalpost? Does the scientific community get that option or do philosophers or whoever?
1: Yeah, well, that's a good question because you would have thought that the scientific community would have absolutely said, no, you can't move this goalpost. This Mm. is a scientific fact. But in order to not upset the woke crowd, they're quite happy to go with that. Same as government departments and schools. Mm. Oh, you just think, when's the insanity going to stop? It's like we're on shifting sands, yes, sinking sands, and sinking we're, sands. we're going down. That's right. But the conversation that Jesus had with Pontius Pilate was a really pivotal one.
0: It sure was. Well, as we said last time, this was during a Jesus' trial, obviously just before he was crucified, but it's found in John 18, and we'll just pick up on verses 37 and 38 this time, where Pilate said to Jesus, so you are a king. And Jesus answered, you say correctly that I am a king. For this I've been born, and for this I've come into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And Pilate said to him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no guilt in him.
1: I was reading a really good article about this issue from oneforisrael.org website, and it was called What is truth? You mentioned before that Jesus actually gave Pilate the answer to his question before he'd even asked it. Jesus said that he came into the world to testify of the truth and that everyone who is of the truth hears his voice. That kind of tells me something about the people who really know him and those who actually don't, even if they profess to know him. Mm. It's almost as though you can tell whether somebody really knows Christ by what they're aligned with, Mm, his word or the world. And the article that I read, it pointed out that very often the phrase you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. It's used all the time. And Mm. and I've got to say, I've heard secular pundits, I've heard non-believing podcasters, I've heard politicians quote that line so many times. But that particular line, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free, they've taken it out of context.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Well, let's read that in its context. It's John 8, verse 32 is what you've just quoted. But let's pick up on verse 31. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who'd believed him, If you continue in my word, then you're truly disciples of mine and you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free.
1: See, they've only quoted
0: a portion, Mm.
1: the very tail end of a particular line in a statement. Jesus was actually telling them where to find the truth. That's right. So you break it down. The key word, I think, is the word if, because this is what Jesus said. If you continue in my word. Mm. All right. See, if you continue in my word then you're truly my disciples. Yeah.
0: So it's conditional.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Before you can be considered as disciple, you've got to be in his word. So if you continue in my word, then you're truly my disciples and you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free.
0: Mm. Makes a big difference, oh, doesn't it? Oh, does. it does. The context is everything. <laughs> yeah. So what is it then about God's word that provides that absolute truth. That's a a really important question.
1: Well, if you basically take a look at what the Bible communicates, what is the story or the account of the Bible? What does it actually tell us about?
0: Well, that's why we look at life, culture, history, the human condition, sin, redemption, hope, eternal security, who God is, what life's about. I mean, all these things ultimately come down to what is true. Can we know if we continue in his word?
1: Precisely. So if you want to know what's true, read the word. And then we're supposed to conform to the word, Mm. even if it's contradictory to the world. That's right. And like I said, Jesus provided Pilate the answer to his question before he'd even had the words out of his mouth.
0: We see this in John 18, 37. For this I've been born, and for this I've come into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice.
1: Alrighty, so I'm going to say something that some people may... Not like, I'm going to say it really sweetly, I'm going to say it really gently and really lovingly. If you don't know what truth is, if you can't nail down the truth and you think it's a flexible, moldable, adaptable commodity, right, if you think that the truth is elastic mm. depending on your feelings, your emotions, or your preferences, perhaps you don't know the Lord. Perhaps you don't know Jesus. So, if you say you do know Jesus and yet immutable truths proclaimed and declared in God's word are something you would reject and think are negotiable, again, adapting your preferences to the world's philosophies and ideals and ideologies and social trends, again, I'm gently saying perhaps you don't know the Lord Jesus. Mm. Because if you knew Jesus, you'd embrace his word. You'd rejoice in knowing the truth and it would make you free. Yeah. Free from confusion, free from the lies and false philosophies, and old wives' tales and latest trends and fads mm. that are sweeping the globe. You look at those things, you go, "This is count- contradictory. This is completely counter mm. to what I see in the Word." And because I love Jesus, and because I'm in His Word, I'm going to hold to that truth. And that's when you get freedom. That's, that's when right. you get. It's like it's like taking the red pill. Suddenly your eyes are open yeah. and you go, I can see for the first time all of that confusion, that veil, it's gone. Yeah, It's all gone and then you're free. And here's the truth. Jesus is the author of truth. In, in fact, I would go further and say he is the truth personified. Mm. And, and perhaps it would be best to actually use Jesus' words to talk about What truth is Mm -hmm. Because in John 17, 17 He was praying to his father In chapter 17 And when he was praying to his father He wasn't praying for the world He said, I'm not praying for the world I'm praying for those you've given me He was praying for his own disciples And Jesus prayed to the father And said, sanctify them in the truth Your word is truth Mm. So if you want to know the truth And if you want to know absolute freedom You have to be in his word and then conform to it rather than trying to contort the word to have it fit with a worldly Mm. philosophy.
0: Well, that brings today's program to a close, but a reminder that you can listen back to today's episode and others that you might have missed via the free Vision app. If you don't already have it on your device, just search Vision Christian Media on your app store to download it. You can also listen again on our website. Just go to vision.org.au forward slash foundations. We invite you to join us again next time. And if there's a topic that you'd like us to discuss on a future program, I encourage you to get in touch with us via the website vision.org.au forward slash foundation. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations.